0: So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock!
1: Man. You know the summer's awesome. Bikinis, hot sweaty bodies, female bodies that is, You know, dripping with sweat and oil. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: That's pretty hard right, there.
1: I know it is. I love a hot sweaty titty. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a guy. I love titties. I like other things too. I like the ass. You, Okay, a lot of people know this about me. If you know me, I like a little fur. <gasps> you know what I'm i do! Who doesn't like fur?
0: I uh, prefer it
1: trimmed. You do? But why?
0: I kind of give you a younger feel. Nice and soft.
1: Dude, you're a fucking pedo. You're
0: not fucking I, I do have some restraining orders. This is true. Cool.
1: We all know that, sir. But anyway, hey, that was the Defiance 19 in summertime. And I got to tell you, it brought me back to my youth a bit. Back in high school, we would go down to, you know, we all know I'm living fucking Houston. But we would go down to Galveston or we'd go down to Corpus Christi or something like that. And then we would like crank like Van Halen. Uh, 5150 had just come out. Uh, Journey, Raised on Radio. All these great summertime girls from Y&T. There's so many great summer tunes. And I got to say, that's been kind of a lost art. In music I don't know many bands doing stuff like that today but a lot of it was brought upon you know bands of that era like 80s hair metal whatever you want to call it hard rock and stuff like that but I do miss that and I think it's cool that the Defiance are doing that so what are you gonna do listen to it buy it love it crank that shit roll down the windows and just go have some fun this summer Welcome to the Show. All right, guys, I have a special guest tonight, co-host, if you will. This guy is a brewery, brew scene legend in Houston. He knows fucking beer more than anybody I know. And he is actually my first friend that uh, I've made uh, in the brewery scene. He was pouring me beers early (laughs) during the pandemic, or actually serving me beers because they couldn't pour them at the time. I brought my friend in, Tomas. Tomas, welcome, man. Thanks for the welcome, bud. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm ready to talk beer, music. So, Tomas, uh, he'll let you. He'll tell you a little bit about himself. But I will tell you about this. This guy's worked at several breweries in the area. Uh, Taproom manager. He's worked in the brewery itself, brewing beer. He knows a lot, uh, and he's a metalhead. So uh, he just went to a show. He'll tell you about it here in a bit. But, hey, Tomas, so how long have you been in the brewery
2: industry? Uh, I'd say I've been in the industry probably about five going on, six years, something like that. Definitely around six years. Um, pre-pandemic, I'd say back to um, 2017 as far as being on the other side of the actual bar serving people craft beer.
1: So how did you get into it? Because I think you told me one time you came from the industry I'm in, oil and gas, And you said, fuck oil and gas, (laughs) which I want to say every day, but I still, I've got a mortgage and college and got bills to pay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So where did you get to that? Fuck you point of oil and gas. Was it a layoff there before the pandemic or during the pandemic or something like that that drove you
2: and said, I fucking love beer. Let me see what I can do there. Yep. So I got into craft beer, I'd say back in like, Early two thousands, late yeah, early two thousands. Uh, would visit a um, flying saucer downtown here in Houston quite often. I worked across the street at the uh, Chase Tower, and I was working for an MLP there for a total of ten years. Was finishing up finishing up my undergrad, and um, ONG being the cyclical business it is, I just always had a plan to get out. So I'd say back in twenty seventeen had the idea, and back in the day you used to have to volunteer to kind of get into a tap room. And being on the other side of the business now, I see why that's feasible for ownership. Uh, We'll get into that later. So, I sent an email in to a uh, pretty well-known local brewery, 8th Wonder, back in the day. And this was during, not the first World Series run for the Astros, but the second World Series run that nobody knew we were going to go into this was also during the year of uh, Harvey so sent an email in lo and behold got hit back uh, probably a few months after that walk into the tap room and I actually know the tap room manager because he used to serve me beer and he was a manager at the Flying Saucer so when I walk in he's thinking I'm just coming to hang out and I'm shooting the shit with him and I'm like during mid convo I'm like "All right, man so what do you need me to do and he's like, What do you mean? And I was like, Here to pour some beer and he's like, <laughs> uh, what? And I was like, Yeah. You sit and you replied to an email and he goes, Tomas and I was like, It's Tomas. And I was like, It wasn't Tom He goes, I'll oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he goes, Nah no, man, I don't gotta tell you anything. I'll make you to who else is on and get behind the bar, have fun. I know you know what you're doing, fucking have at it. So from that point on I was a volunteer, but I quickly started getting paid. I got paid that weekend, to be honest. And uh, quickly became a uh, part-time bartender for 8th Wonder back in the uh, spring of 2017. You know, a lot of people, uh, my friend Emma Eureka, she
1: mm-hmm. used to be a brewer there. Yep. And a lot of people kind of, it, because it's kind of funny, uh, guys, if you're not aware, if you're not in Houston, St. Arnold was the first real craft brewery in Houston. And then some guys broke off from that, started Carbach and there's then they a
2: lot of lineage around houston that comes out of uh St. yeah
1: yeah so that those are the two big ones but then eighth wonder i don't know there's so many people i know in the scene now yep. that kind of got their training ground Feet at went, Eighth wonder. training wheels yeah. yeah
2: actually emma funny story um I met her at a beer tasting at Premium Draft, which plug for Premium Draft. That's a nice growler fill and craft beer bar in the middle of the Heights here in Houston, Texas. I met Emma because I was going to a beer tasting at Premium Draft, and she was the one that was serving. And uh, just kind of shooting the shit with her was like, "Hey, what's up, man? You know, hiring?" You know, because I'd always put my myself out there. And she's like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah, go by or." check the uh, website, lo and behold, a month, month and a half later, I had got that uh, response back, and Emma was there, Emma was a brewer there, and I worked with Emma at 8th Wonder, and as Alan was saying, she's now at uh, Eureka, and she's in the tap room. so anybody that's been in the scene can kind of go back and forth.
0: Uh, Tomas, this is John, how you doing, sir?
2: What's up, John? Uh, I'm
0: not sure you're aware that you did sign a contract. I'm not sure if it was in urine or blood, but uh, you're talking to a guy named Ratman. We don't know who Alan is. This, this ain't. Got it. You, are you
2: You do got the contract in blood. That's right.
0: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, you won't be paid if uh, you find that.,
2: to say. Oh, I'm getting paid in beer. We're good. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to him.
1: There, there's a whole whole thing here, so... I'm sure you're uh, sure you're aware of Mayor McCheese. He used to be the kinda of the face of uh, McDonald's, mm. but now he's a huge he's huge in politics, law and anything underhanded this man's involved with. And I signed a contract in blood as well, and uh, am kinda of tied to that. So if I break contract, uh, I'm kinda of done. Yeah, Not definitely. just in Houston, but yeah. in everywhere. Yeah. So He's more powerful than Joe Biden or Donald Trump or anybody like that. He's very powerful. So, But he loves to drink, too. And he pisses himself. We found him in alleys yeah. and a lot of issues like that. So It happens. It does happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, seriously, um, that's interesting. And it seems like the brewery scene is very incestuous. There's a lot of... Hey, I worked here, 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 here. And yep. I'm not sure, and I want to get into that in a bit, of how the, the brewery industry, at least in Houston, of which I'm assuming it's very similar in other state cities, whatever, right. that people migrate until they find their place, or I don't know if it's money-driven, it's people-driven, or what, Probably I'll tell you what. Yeah, probably a little
2: bit of both, depending on the person or the individual. I'll tell you what, let's play some music. Uh, How about a song about beer? Let's go. Let's do it.
1: Doug, that that was some Corpa I don't know if I, fuck. I don't even know how to say that name. I think that's how we say it. But uh, that song was called Beer Beer. So hey, we had a beer song. You know what that means? We need a fucking beer, Mister G. Gonna get excited tonight. Tomas opened the beer and uh, hey, just sit up there and you can jerk off, of what are you to do you gotta do?
0: It's <laughs> gonna be another. uneventful. Thanks, Tomas.
2: Sorry, John.
1: <laughs> so, hey, if we get another one, you can do your thing.
2: you. Okay, it's a habit, man. I'm a, I'm a beer tender.
1: All right, so tonight we have a beer from Four Gnosis. Uh, It's a Flat Iron Fog, Hazy India Pale Ale. So, not a double. Uh, I hope your eyes are better than mine, Tomas, because I'm trying to see what the ABV is on this bitch. Here, you look at it, sir. You're younger than me.
2: (laughs) This uh, Flat Iron Fog comes in at 6.5. Okay. uh, Hop bill on It's going to be Centennial and Citroen, so we should get some... um Definitely orange notes on it, and that centennial should give us a little hop, a uh, little bitterness on the back end. Uh, Green bill is going to be pilsner and two-row oats, so kind of typical of the style pilsner and more two-row, definitely on the pale, but then pilsner for that clarity.
1: So do you think, the uh, just as a guy that really knows beer, will the oats give it more of a
2: creamy flavor or no? Oats will give it, uh, depending on... If they did flake oats, which that doesn't say it on there, and it would give it that creaminess. But uh oats and uh, malt bill will definitely give you that haziness.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. History. Well, let me ask you this. As far as hazy IPAs are concerned, uh, I know it's unfiltered, which gives you the hazy, the hazy look of the beer. Um, is there anything else? Or is it the oat? oat character or the hops or anything else that gives it that look or is it mainly just because it's unfiltered
2: unfiltered and then the oats and then uh what kind of like going back to what you were saying it will give you a little sweetness it's just not going to be overtly so i can almost tell you just from looking at the uh beer the beer is hazy um but it's not like it is opaque but it's got a little clarity in it if you look at the yeah. top just being just below the lacing of the beer
1: okay so right now let's rate the can mm-hmm. um i think the can's kind of cool uh so one thing we do look at is like the cover art on the can yeah. and is it something like stands out or like oh i gotta check that out yeah. i mean usually at anything hazy ipa i'm gonna look for yeah. but can kind of cool it's like a little mountain type thing and like wind or something passing by it's orange
2: definitely gives you some Colorado vibes yeah it's yeah, like yeah some it's wind old. and mountain chopping up across it so does this can speak to you or you would say I gotta
1: I might check that out or no
2: yeah I would definitely go for it so
1: out of a one to four rating four being best what mm. would you give the artwork on the can
2: I'd give it a solid three
1: Okay, I'd probably go three, three and a quarter, three and a half ish, yeah. but yes, yes. So the important stuff's the look of the beer, which you kind of described. So I'm looking at it. There's some really nice lacing on the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like Tomas said, Almost like a pineapple juice type clarity to it. So not super cloudy. Uh, a little bit uh, clear, but almost makes me wonder if it's going to be a little bit watery in taste. I don't know. Right. Uh, but let's go with the aroma. Or do you want to describe it further or did I do an okay job there?
2: That's on the money. All I'd right. E- I'd even say on the aroma and let's see if you agree. Very you hit citrusy. It, you hit it on the nose, citrusy, and you get a little pineapple on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, let's clink and the real... Test is now's, the now's taste. The real test. <laughs> hmm. Like I thought, it was a little bit
2: watery. It's not creamy. It's uh, real smooth. So you see, kind of where you were saying that oat oh, is it going to be sweet or kind of um, that cloudiness or whatever? So yeah, the oat is in the malt bill.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but as you described and as I said at the beginning, that clearly. That's why I, even I mistakenly called it a hazy pill without even seeing the beer. But I just could have sworn that I saw a hazy pill. But at first look, that's what I think of. Now it's a hazy IPA, six five, still good, holds its own. Uh, but I definitely get, um, I get pineapple. You said you get citrus, which you I get should, pineapple which, too. Which you yeah. should be getting off of that citra. and then with the Centennial, you should get that. Slight bitterness on the back end, which I get it. Uh, Is it overt? No. And depending on the, not the style, but the grade of the uh, hazy IPA, is it going to be, you know, overtly bitter? Is it going to be slightly bitter? Usually, once you're stepping up in grade, where I'm going with that is uh, double, triple, depending on where you're going and what you got in the grain bill and the malt bill or the malt grain bill slash hops. Um, you can get sweet. So just depends on what you're making, how much you go with it. Do you dry hop it? Do you not dry hop it? But I think it's a good, you know, solid, uh, hazy IPA. I get citrus and pineapple on, on the palate. I get that too. I get that too. And like you said, a little bit
1: bitter finish, maybe a grapefruit peel finish-ish or maybe some of the pineapple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That yeah. does that to it. But so as far as a rating, I would probably give
2: it a three and a half. To us. Give it a, I'd give it like, yeah, three and a quarter, three and a half. It holds. Not bad, yeah. not bad. Solid and beer. Easy drinking. Yeah. So I
1: tell you what, let's play some music, and we're gonna start talking music after this. So, how about this one today? I found this one new one. It's a band called Alinium, and they did a collaboration with Motionless in White, and I'm a big fan of them. So, uh, this is called. Nothing ever after is All right, Tomas, let's let's talk music. Uh, I'm excited, uh, and I mentioned this on the last show. I wanted to talk about some tours coming up, and you just saw a tour, so mm-hmm. I going to talk to you a little bit about music, but I will say, guys, Motionless and White, I dig them. I saw them one time at a band's Warped Tour. I want to say it pre-pandemic, maybe 2019-ish, they put on a killer show, so I'm going to go see them with Knocked Loose. It's going to be a fucking brutal show. Uh, before we talk about the show you just went to, tell us a little bit about the music you're into. Mm-hmm. Is it metal
2: or whatever? Yeah. I'm into a little bit of everything, but on the metal side, uh, we'll go we'll go far back uh, growing up and kind of coming out of high school. Grunge, definitely hit at that point. So definitely a big Soundgarden, Nirvana, Helmet. Helmet's not grunge, but that's just kind of the era that I was coming out of. Um, school in. Uh, who else was around at that point? Um, Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Screaming big trees. Big, big Allison Chains fan. Matter of fact, I was jamming um, Damn That River, and it's going to rain when I die when I woke up this morning.
1: i tell you what, let's play one. Which one out of the two, what's your favorite? Or can you pick one? Out of uh, which one? Uh, of the Allison Chains, yeah. Um, rain When I Die. Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah. The Allison Chains. They kind of killed my music, so I was in the hair metal and metal and stuff like that. So I always had this I don't know disdain for them. So mm-hmm. I liked Pearl Jam for a few records. Pearl
2: Jam is awesome. Uh, Soundgarden uh, for a few records. Like early Soundgarden. Yes, uh, yes. I'd say kind of when, as with any purist would tell you, when they were on the radio and just you know you couldn't get away from them. Yeah, they were. Well, there were still some good songs in there, but uh, I definitely started falling off. I would say um super unknown i'll give you some of that uh but definitely uh bad motor finger mm-hmm. uh, self-titled with hands all over you know, stuff like that that's what i like anything that was on sub pop okay they're good i got you, I got you. And, and with me it was like i
1: like them early on like you And then uh, after Super Unknown, I was, like, done. Yeah. And then Allison Chains, I liked them all the way through. Even when Lane Staley passed, they had the new guy. Yeah. And he's good. He sounds like Lane, but they're so fucking boring live. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen them live, but, I don't know. Back in the day, I think they were better, but
2: I don't know about now. Lane and Jerry Cantrell, man. That's a one-two punch you can't beat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I was on, uh in high school and coming, going into college. Um, I like Tool. The show that I went to, that's probably like the extreme end of what I'll get into. I went to see uh, Gojira and Mastodon at 713, 713 Music Hall. Um, it's a little bit of everything, man. My dad introduced me to classic rock, so that's kind of the bug that bit me, and that's where I went from there. I, my first show ever that I went to. <laughs> And not too many people cut for him, but shit, it was a good show. For a, I don't know, nine-year-old or whatever the fuck I was. ACDC, Fly on the Wall. Oh, really? I was there. With, did you with, see it here? With the Canon. You see him in Houston? I did. I was at that show. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love me some ACDC. I got a Back in Black and a couple others on a vinyl. I'm a big vinyl head and I'm a purist. I've gone to a recording school, so I've actually recorded and mixed uh, bands, I've tracked bands, I've oh, done cool. live sound, so yeah. I keep that in the pocket. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a purist. I like uh, the real deal, audiophile, uh, music. If I can get it on vinyl, I'm all about it. I have a four x four shelf at home full of vinyl.
1: Nice man. Nice. I had I had no idea you would. You're a sound <laughs> engineer. That's fucking awesome, man. Um, It's interesting that your first show was ACDC. My first show was Sammy Hagar Mm -hmm. on the Stanley Campton tour when he came out
2: I broke with like heavy metal. Yeah. The song Heavy Metal. Yeah. Uh, Babies on Fire and stuff like that. Van Halen, I mean, I'll give some love to Sammy with them, but Van Halen, you know, one, two, uh, man, I mean... Uh, running with the Devil, you know, that's, that's again, you know, stuff that I grew up on. Um. Do you have a favorite Van Halen record? Like, say, Dave era.
1: Mine is Fair Warning. Fair Warning, to me, is probably the best Van Halen record. And I read an article years ago yeah. that Eddie and Dave were, like, fighting mm. during that. And Eddie's just, like, oh, played yes. more aggressive Yeah. That's usually the, the, that's usually the that's uh,
2: usually the background for a great album.
1: <laughs> oh plus, I fucking love that record. Yeah. And then the next record was Diver Down which was good, but it was Diver almost down. all covers yeah. and shit like that. Diver so that was all right. I like mm.
2: one, I definitely cut for two or what is it uh, what's the one that is it Women and Children First is the album or Women and Children First is that, That's the record. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one too. Uh early on stuff like that. Black Sabbath, I mean, like, Early Sabbath, um, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. One of the original, like, not repressed albums that I have is um, Black Sabbath uh, with Paranoid and all that. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So, I like, uh, what's the track that Pantera covered? Um, It's an original Black Sabbath uh, song, and it's on that album. Um, It'll come to me later, but awesome song and it's on that album so that song has uh, War Pigs give me some War Pigs to start the day and we can get at it <laughs> oh yeah I mean
1: classic Sabbath's awesome it's funny because I didn't discover Sabbath until Ryan James Steele was in the band and uh, I was like mob rules oh no actually it was uh Neonites knights off heaven and hell mm-hmm. and it was like Fuck, who is this this is yeah. fucking amazing and at the same time ozzy had just come out with like crazy Train. yep
2: oh Randy and Rose. i was
1: like yeah. hmm yeah i had no idea ozzy was in sabbath at that yeah. point i was in my brother's car he's cranking shit i'm like Oh, I like this, I like this, and then yeah. he's cranking fucking uh, You Really Got Me by Van Halen. All yeah. Van Halen won. It was yeah. like, that era, I yeah. mean, again, being when I grew up, yeah. I think it's the greatest era of music ever. I For think,
2: hard rock and heavy metal, yeah. right? I think at that point, like big stadium tours yes. and whatnot. Yes, yes. Uh, so, Planet Caravan was a song that I was alluding to. I'll tell you what, let's both, play it. Both let's the go uh, ahead, yeah, both the original and the Pantera cover. Like the Pantera cover, to me, holds its own. But uh, you got to know where it came from and give that original a listen. So crank it up. Let's do the Pantera version. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Pantera. <laughs> Okay, so you went to Gojira and Mastodon. Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about the show. How was the show, and who were you there for the most? Was it Gojira or was it more Mastodon?
2: Familiar with both. I had seen Gojira a year before, almost to the day they opened for Deftones. And uh, for me, for them to open for Deftones, um, I'm a big Tones head, been following them since around the fur. as far as like when I found out about them, but I saw Gojira open for the Deftones, and they held their own. And I'm like, man, yeah, this band is solid. So leading up to the show, I'm like, all right, yeah, Mastodon's gonna close it out. Gojira is gonna probably you know open or come on right before them, and then what was it, Lorna Shore was the yeah, opener. They're pretty solid. They're fucking brutal. Yeah. So, kind of a couple days before, talking to people I'm going to the show with, and then somebody else that I was talking to talking to in the tap room before i went to the show i was like no man gojira is headlining i'm like oh they're probably like flip-flopping in between cities they're like yeah gojira's gonna close it out mastodon's gonna be in the middle and i was like no no biggie but i'm like really okay didn't you know paid two mon- you know, give it two shits whatever get to the show like around eight ish eight something didn't think we were that late doors were at seven Fucking Mastodon was on the on the fucking stage, killing it. And they were ripping it. First time that I've ever been at 713 Music Hall. You know, I for my first experience, the first show there, I think um, the venue is awesome. Great venue. I, think, I think, agree. I think Beer's this, too high, though. Yeah. That's Didn't, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there, but we'll just say <laughs> that I did not drink beer there. So, yeah. Pre-gamed at my home base, and then um, we'll just say that um, I bought... Um, A ginger ale and a Coke while I was there. So that's all I'll say. Um, But yeah, venue's awesome. Thank uh, anybody local. 713 is a on steroids um, warehouse live, house of blues. You mash those two up and give it more room. That's what you get over there. Dude, that's a great description. (laughs) You see you spot on. I agree 100%. Yeah. We uh, found a cheat code. You can do it. It's probably not possible every, any and every show, but if you go up to the third floor, because my buddies called me in between, I think we were texting back and forth during Mastodon, and then in between Mastodon and Gojira, we made our way up to the third floor. So there's two bars. There's a bar on the second floor that's right behind the stadium seating. So you're you know, right under the seating as it's going up on the incline. If you go up to the third floor, There's another bar up there, like at the furthest point, if you're in the GA pit, you look up, you won't see it because all you see is seats. But if you go up there, there is an opening right in the middle and you're looking at dead center stage and the sound up there. If you can, if and when you can sneak up there, best sound, best view. Yeah, you want to kind of be up front and in the pit and, you know, feel some sweaty bodies and whatnot, but... Go up there, and if it's somebody you love, give it a shot. Get get however much time you can, and just take some of that in. I have a, a couple video clips from Gojira opening. Anybody that I send it to, they're like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking, It's. it's the best sound, it's the best everything that you're gonna get at that point. Now, if you're in the GA, on the floor, and you can get close, cool, yeah, you're gonna get up close and personal, but back there, you know, give it a shot, you'll see all visuals, you'll get all the sound. Everything that you're supposed to get, you're just gonna get it at a perfect level. Now, Fuck you're yeah. like I said, you're not right up front, but you know, if you're right up front, you're just getting smashed. Exactly. And probably barely can hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. i tell you what, let's play some Gojira.
1: So Tomas, let's play some Gojira. What are you thinking?
2: Thinking uh, another world. Saw that during the show great visuals, and uh, I'd like to kind of go back to that. Let's do it! Go General!
1: was good i dug that and uh not a huge mastodon or gujira fan but i think out of the two i like gujira better
2: but i'll lean the same uh not in all i'll second that not huge on both but i'll lean to, i'll lean towards uh gujira Macedon held their own um i don't know man i just just going to the show and then what sticks in my head and, you know what I've heard, and I've heard both. Um, Gozir, just you know. So, did one band steal the show
1: over the other, or were they I'd both? I'd Lorna, definitely. Lorna Shore yeah. Yeah. stole the
2: show. Wow, the yeah. opener. Yeah. Wow, yeah. and they're brutal. I've seen them live. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks were excited to see them. They had the GA section filled up. Um, I think that was. They're just excited to be on that bill and. You know, going all out. Um, the big boys did their thing, but if you want to say who stole it, it's gonna be Lorna. Who's more hungry?
1: Yeah. I tell you what, they're more hungry, but I'm more thirsty. So <laughs> it's time for another beer. <laughs> That's all, all right, let's do this. Uh, uh,
3: uh, oh!
1: Dude, that's fucking gross. Tomas is here. You t- I don't I mean no one wants to look at that.
0: Tomas. <laughs> he was watching the whole time.
2: <laughs> uh no, I wasn't, but okay.
0: <laughs> you know I saw you went here. I mean, that's why I would to extra tonight. It's, it's cool. Hey, we're guys, it's cool.
1: Don't don't listen. Don't even don't bait him because he will continue to talk to you <laughs> so i just hit a button where we can mute him so Let's go hold on i'm gonna let you do this you're the, you're the pro All so right. what do we got here we have the great heights the whammer so the whammer was a beer that they had a while back and then they brought it back and it fucking sold like hotcakes, according to uh the beer tenders i know over there michael and steve nice so tell us a little bit about the whammer
2: Oh yeah! Shout out to Mike and Steve. Those are some good guys. They are so soft and juicy is the description. Features mosaic and Motueka. Mosaic being one of the you know well known and go to hops. Motueka is going to be that New Zealand should give you a little bit of a tropical feel on it. Um, let's see, intense citrus, citrus aroma, and it'll coat the palate. And kid you not, didn't didn't read it all the way through, but it says sweet tropical fruit flavors. Let's do this. Let's
1: do this. So,
2: Tomas, will you pour? Oh, my God. It's touched my
1: eye with the bad (laughs) hand. So, guys, I'm telling you, I'm making something tonight called Picadillo de la Habanero. So, before Tomas got here to the studio, uh, I cut up habanero peppers. And I've washed my hands about four or five fucking times... Uh, but it's not working because my nose is burning and now my eyes fucking burning. I have pink eye Everybody's gonna think I shit my fucking eye <laughs> Fuck me. Oh I'm burning. I'm burning Didn't uh oh I tell you what I'm burning. Why don't we play some classic rock? How about a little bit of Blue Oyster Colt? I'm burning for you. Let's, Let's go do it Here we go. So we're gonna rate another beer, Lucky You. Uh, Tomas it being the beer it's aficionado. He is. It's cool to have him here. Uh, let's look at the can. The artwork. So Great Heights has this like bird thing and like little puzzle pieces, and then for the Whammer, it's like an old school twenties baseball
2: player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give you a little more insight. So the go back to the. Logo, yeah, so it is a, a bird and like puzzle pieces, but if you look at it closely, it's a play on a bird with the hop.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I and see that, I get go. that. How yeah. oh, nice, and nice. yes, yeah,
2: uh, right on the money. The Whammer is definitely like a throwback to like 20s artwork. So, the Whammer think of like somebody back in the day playing baseball, and the Whammer <laughs> knocking one out the park. So, let's see if this does it. Well, I tell you what, uh, so
1: artwork, I give it. I would maybe give that a four. I would see that in the store. Well, being a Great Heights fan, being one of my favorite breweries in all of Houston, Mm -hmm. I would say, ah, I like that, I'd be curious.
2: Yeah, Great Heights puts out some solid stuff, and uh, as far as the um, label and the presentation and everything, classic Great Heights, and I'd give it a four as well.
1: Okay, so let's look at the beer. Now, so the last beer, the Flatiron Fog, being a little bit more pineapple looking. Mm-hmm. Uh this one's a, a little bit more of an orange juice color, still not quite as cloudy. Right. But the lacing on the glass, forget about it. You see how this sits on the glass as you kinda swirl it?
2: Yep. Uh, forget about it and then as uh you were swirling that I get that dankness just on the nose and I wasn't even looking or I wasn't even in my glass. Really like I I'd get the the dankness coming off of your glass or maybe off the can after. Oh, it's popping. dank as
1: fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it is dank. Yeah. I just got the aroma. So it's citrus and dank. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know dank, it's kind of more of a skunky... Yes, sir. Uh, ...hempy type smell Definitely. mixed with citrus, which Come I'm going to say aroma for.
2: Yeah. Come into a brewery on brew day and uh, that's what you'll smell brewing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> um, smell. One of those types of beers.
1: All right. Let's clink because... The real test is the taste. Oh damn, that's good. It's uh, for me very citrusy, a little sweetness, and dank as fuck. Yep, it's citrusy up
2: front, sweetness on the palate, and then um, you get that dankness on the back. And at least that's the way I'd say it. Me too. One, two, three, (laughs) just like that. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. So and it's called the Whammer. So having the Whammer, nothing against. what we had before but and not because it's local but yeah it definitely hits you as a whammer what's the uh, AVV on it in, uh, let me see if uh, my eyes will let me um, it is 7.5 five. 75 so we've gone up a notch and um, yeah I'll agree it's a whammer but it's a very drinkable whammer so John hit the horns for me
1: at least I'm gonna give it a four all the way across the board Tomas.
2: I'll give it a give it a four. I agree. Yeah. Alright. Four across the board. Four on the floor. Done on done. Alright, cool. So we have a
1: four, so that means more music for you. How about we play something a little bit more metal? <laughs> There's nothing more metal than what we just played, but I'll tell you what, classic metal, power metal. How about a little bit of hammer And uh, speaking of tours, they're a band that's about to come to Houston. So I don't know if they've ever played Houston, but I'm gonna go. This is called Riders of the Storm, not to be confused with The Doors. This is Hammerfall. And when you hear it, you'll know better, believe me. Let's do it. (laughs) into a little bit of some dirt on the brewery scene. So tell me, what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a brewery?
2: In the actual production area or anywhere?
1: Anywhere, anywhere. (laughs) It could be production, it could be people, it could be customers, it it could be whatever. you can remain anonymous. You just oh, yeah. have your front,
2: your first name out here. Nah, There's no yeah. last names used on the show. Anybody that knows me knows I won't uh, spit any dirt on anybody. Uh, but this is dirty, so we'll, ju- we'll just we'll just we'll just we'll just say that. Uh, hey, Tomas. Uh,
0: is it weird if I touch myself? It gets really dirty.
2: Go ahead and get ready, buddy.
0: <sighs> Let me get some lube. <laughs> okay, don't, don't
2: be forgot. My... Might be, a little, just, might be a little disappointed, but we'll see. I just hit the button. You, you can't hear him anymore. That so, um, we'll just say that um, I had went to the facilities. I uh, was doing my thing in the facilities, in and out. And, uh, yeah, man. Motherfuckers need to fucking wash their hands. That's all I will say. And it was very hard to, uh, A, serve that person, and B... see that person at my bar where I was at so that's right on the money dirt and dirty (laughs) well
1: let me ask you this it's something I noticed and I put this in my notes for things to talk about on the show and I noticed this at a brewery here recently I don't believe it was here I think it was uh, in West Texas so that tells you a little bit more (laughs) but it looked like someone had pissed on top of the urinal and it looked like I don't it could have been spilled beer but how does that happen? Let's see. He
2: spilled beer. Was there a shelf above the urinal? No. Okay. I mean, could have been. I mean, as men, you'll you'll put that glass right on top of that centerpiece of the urinal. There's no uh, shelf there. I'm going to go with the dude who uh, had bad aim. <laughs> was excited? I don't know. Could like be. It. Yeah. Hey, fuck it. He was... Writing his name on the wall. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Well,
1: you know, last show I mentioned, or not last show, show before last, at Astral, oh shit, I just ratted him, uh, there was a, somebody had etched in the wall, pussy is tigget. I They can't spell tight. <laughs> so it was T-I-G-T. All right. And I was like, what, what possessed this guy to, I, I get, I love tight pussy, but... Why was it necessary to write? And then, sir,
2: please use your spell check on Google or something like that when you're etching things into the wall. Tomas is going to go for, uh, sir, you're not getting any more pussy. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Uh, Same with
1: beer before we go back to music. Um, And just the industry, I'm fascinated because I will tell you this. I have applied at breweries to be a beer tender uh, I've been shot down <laughs> by just one. I just tried it one. Yeah. And then I got back from my girlfriend and I've gotten more busy with other things. So that's another thing for another time. But yeah. it seems like the industry is very incestuous. And can you tell me why it is? Is Is it is it money? Is it personalities?
2: People? What What is the driver there? I'd say um, a little bit of all of them. Definitely uh, we'll go with startup brewery you know people coming you know on the scene money is definitely going to be a uh, factor first and foremost uh people i would say think of you know anybody and everybody opening their own business in their own uh way into the um into the scene they're going to trust who they know so that's where i'm coming from as far as people personalities i mean you're not going to be able to get away from that so I've I've worked for small, you know, mom and pop opening doors. Uh we met and Astral was uh barely opening when I got there. I got in a couple months after or sorry, a couple weeks after they opened. Um managed the tap room all the way up until COVID happened. Was still there for another year after that, but where I'm going with is, you know. That first year, we're firing on all cylinders, putting out some great beers, and then COVID fucking shit the fan. We'll say that. So yeah, I'd say a little bit of all three. Definitely see that across the board. What I forgot to mention earlier, yeah, I applied and I volunteered. Um, my background, even though I know craft beer and know the product and have been in the scene as far as craft beer, you know, since early 2000s. I'm a typical, you know mixologist cocktail bartender that's where my chops come from so for me looking at a craft beer bar that was just you know an easy transition because one I love it two like the uh, people in the scene and three I knew I could do it all I had to do was get the door open yeah so that's how I got into it well, it's interesting. It's very interesting, and
1: it, like I said, I've seen a lot of people float, right? Yeah. So, my friend Allie,
2: she worked at Astral. She's mm-hmm. a bad astronaut. Uh, Allie used to actually work at a uh, Eighth Wonder. So, my no tail, fucking way! Tail Holy end, shit, man! Tail end of me going out of a uh, Eighth Wonder. Allie was there. So incestuous. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, oh, it feels the the same way. way. but kid you not, those folks behind the scenes that ownership. Managers or whatnot, they will call those other breweries and they will check, you know, you you people tend to think like, oh, no, you know, it's just laid back. And it, and it is, but you're not going to you you do not want a bad seed in your in your pocket and your establishment, you know, coming from another. So people know, like it's a tight scene. It's a small scene. So people are going to know people. So, yeah, you know, best thing I could say is. Burn No Bridges. Okay. Well, let me ask
1: you to take it to a different point. Is it uh, taboo for guys and gals to get together that work at the brewery? I mean, it's kind of taboo in any Any, work environment. But
2: I could kind of see that. I see so... We'll say, so are we talking like same brewery or cross breweries?
1: Well, I same brewery I guess at first so if you're caught fucking around the
2: I mean mulching tank yeah. <laughs> shit's gonna happen <laughs> yeah uh, I guess best have you best seen thing.
1: anything like that in your career or no?
2: no not like behind the scenes um, definitely you yeah, know things happen but uh, nothing like crazy and overt like that I've seen you know folk, it's, it's a small industry so people know people and people meet people from other right um breweries and whatnot and yeah there's definitely people that talk um and get into relationships her relations uh that work at other establishments but uh, you know like same one i haven't i haven't been there
1: well i think it's better i mean if it's in the industry Mm. and so we have a friend yeah that works at one brewery and her boyfriend works at another Yes. And I think that's cool. And I know, I actually know a couple people like that. So Mm -hmm. I have a friend that works at Eureka. She has a friend that, or boyfriend that works at uh, Equal Parts So there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. But it's very, Mm -hmm. uh, I say incestuous, maybe it's more close knit. Yeah. Uh, It's a tight knit community. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's why when I was saying earlier, you know, incestuous, we'll go with that, but it's more tight knit, small circle. Um, Everybody knows everybody right and all the way from top down kid you not.
1: that's pretty awesome so anyway uh why don't we play another song you mentioned Depth tones a little bit earlier uh what song are you thinking from the Death tones
2: my go-to you know come out the gates hot i like that uh you've seen the butcher let's do it <laughs>
1: Cool, got a little tones. I, I will tell you this, speaking of breweries and the tones, I was at Tap, and it was probably a year or so ago, year, year and a half, whatever, and there was a burlesque show going on. So I'd gone for something, I wanted to see a chili cook-off or something like that, and I hung out, and they're like, hey, there's more stuff going on. I'm like, all right, and there were live bands, stuff like that, and the next thing I know, they're like, hey, we're about to do a burlesque show. Do you want to get up closer? So I was sitting down on the benches and stuff like that. I was like, hmm, I've never seen a burlesque show. I like girls. I'm going to go see what's going on. So I go up, and this girl comes out. What, what the fuck is that name of that song? It's such a cool song. Um, I'll tell you guys later. Anyway, she comes out. And she's wearing like this fucking lamb, goat <laughs> horn fucking thing. And then she's doing this dance, so erotic, it's really fucking hot. And thank you, John. Thanks for playing it underneath. You getting hard, man?
0: <laughs> yeah, keep on describing. Okay. How about your pitch?
1: I would say at least a deca.
0: Does she have a pussy like a
1: I didn't see her bush, sir. Yeah. Dude, it's a family Mutim. establishment. Beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, she comes out, she's dancing, it's so fucking hot for me. But I'm thinking, what is this song?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I hit Shazam.
1: I'm like, what song is this? And the song goes up on fucking spot. Shazam. I just talked about that. In step tones. I'm like, fucking like this song. She lights her boobs, her nipples on fire. I'm like, fuck. I so I love the song. But it's just kind of interesting how you get into music and stuff like that yeah, too, right? Or, re- or re- and, catch it. Right, and a lot of my stuff happens at breweries. Yeah. Uh, especially if I'm not dating someone since I've been divorced. I'm at a brewery. And if there's an event at a brewery of yoga or pound or whatever, burlesque, chili fest, whatever, I'm going to be there. Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting. I love how the brewery scene has grown and really graphs like let's bring people in what, what what could we do to bring people in yeah. it's like this that the other thing mm-hmm. you know and you've seen
2: probably a lot of that shit over your career yeah um i'd say i'd been at at least six breweries uh and as you were saying you know on both sides of the uh both sides of the bar um cut my chops working at the bar taproom manager um, I've worked the Canon line, I've worked production, um, brewer's assistant most recently, um, delivery driver, brewer's assistant there, like just a little bit of everything. So I like to keep my <clears throat> my options open and as I tell anybody and everybody and people that know me will tell you. I like to be the most dangerous man in the room, <laughs> and you are, sir. Yeah, sorry. you're very, you're very witty, very smart guy, and
1: uh, you and I connected as friends. Yeah, and I always thought it's like that oh, fucker. He's he, he's he's not <laughs> just like some guy that's yeah. tends beer. Yeah, he he knows shit, man. He's he's a smart dude, and then you love metal too, and yeah. we love beer. So, yeah. Anyway, before we go, Tomas, we're gonna get Linda you over the turntable for the last song for you Mm -hmm. let's play something else what do you want to
2: play what do you think close it out let's see let's go um, let's try to meet in the middle you like hair metal like that you
1: can play rap whatever you're wearing a Wu-Tang Clan shirt (laughs) a few weeks
2: ago sir yeah so play that play whatever you want yeah let's go alright let's go with some uh, Wu-Tang Clan uh, Triumph let's do it
3: I bomb atomically. Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses. Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. battle guard showgun. Explosion with my pen hits. Tremendous. Holt to shine blind forensics. I inspect, view through the future, see millennium. Killer B sold 50 gold, 60 platinum. Shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics. Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths. Black woojackets, queen bees ease the Controlments gas laced function, heads by the score. Take flight inside sight of war, ticks hit the floor, die hard, fans demand more. Behold the bold soldier, control the globe slowly. Grow no seeds to blow, swinging swords like shinobi. Stomp grounds and pound footprints a solid rock. Who got it locked performing live on your hottest fly? As the world turns, I spread like germ. Pluck the globe with the pestilence. The hard headed never learn, it's my testament to those burn. Play my position in the game of life, standing firm. On foreign land, jump the gun out the frying pan into the fire transform into the ghost rider a six-pack and a street car named desire who got my back in the line of fire holding back what my people's if you with me with them you at? It's is scrunch, then they tryna twist my beer cap. It's called a for the bad from bad sperm. Got my wig fried like a bad perm. What the blood clots? And those spots, you wanna think twice? I think not. The iron lung ain't got to tell you where it's coming from. Smiling Navarone, tearing up your battle zone. Rip your twist
1: Nice. All right, so for my last song of the show, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Had some fun talking to my friend Tomas. Tonight, um, and we did. Oh, fuck. I meant to ask you another question, but okay. Yeah, yeah. for i I'm gonna ask a question, then I'm gonna play my song, and then maybe he can play you another one. We'll see. So, we had a lot of music tonight. Yeah, um, concerts yeah. is there? We talked, we talked a little bit about Motionless in White coming mm-hmm. and some other bands, Hammerfall. Yeah, uh, but we talked about me, we didn't talk about you. So, is there a show? That you're dying to see that's coming up, or is your concert oh, calendar yeah. let's kind go, of uh,
2: let's empty? Go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so, yeah, definitely like uh, everything. And we talked about Wu Tang on the last segment. Clan in the front. Um, so, Depeche Mode is coming. Yeah. And they're coming to Houston in September. I'm a big Depeche Mode Really? Um, a couple of buddies of mine. Buddy, buddy of mine that loves depeche mode i'm a big depeche mode head you know again one of those things that was out and around when i was growing up and um, have become more fond of it lately you know my later years new wave and all that so yeah man i want to go check that show out uh, i want to see they're coming to toyota center in september so i definitely want to check that out i've been looking at the bids of them David Gunn is just, you know, great frontman, great performer. The band as a whole are solid. Unfortunately, they've lost a member here in the past year, but they still hold their own and the videos that I've seen of the first leg of the tour cannot be missed. So typically don't care for a Toyota Center, but you know, if you get good seats. Yeah. Last time I was at Toyota Center, sixth row for Tool. I will nice. never go see Tool again because, I mean, you can't top that. It. So. <laughs> gotcha.
1: <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's play some in Depeche Mode. Do you have a song in mind that you love? Uh,
2: everything counts.
1: Everything counts. Let's do it. The other show besides Motionless and White for me is Camelot. Camelot's coming. And Genghis and I saw Camelot and they fucking blew our fucking doors off. They were so fucking amazing. Um, And I love this. And I've got Dream Theater with fucking Devin Townsend coming up. I've got a lot of shit. I mean, I have those tickets, but i got to buy Camelot, Motionless and White. Uh, All Time Low is coming with Grayscale You're like, ah, stop with the fucking power punk shit, sir. I don't care. I like that shit. Yeah. So I'm going to play some Camelot because we're fucking metal. How about we do the new one called One More Flag in the Ground, man? Guys, thank you for listening Tomas Thank you for
2: coming on The Ragman Show Thanks for the invite buddy
1: uh, It was very cool We'll do this again my friend Oh yeah Next time we will be On location somewhere Yeah we will do a brewery We will do a brewery But uh, guys again Thank you for all the kind comments Thank you for listening every week If you're not listening every week Every two weeks Whatever Three weeks Four weeks Whatever you're doing Thank you for just Your support in general I appreciate it um, But Before we let you go I'm going to play a song by a band I want to see, and you're going to hate it. It's going to end the show, so go cry or just fucking turn it off now. But I'm going to play some Blink-182, always, at the very end. Because I love that song, but I'm too cheap to buy tickets or
2: it's sold out or whatever. So, (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Travis is one of the fucking best drummers ever, period. Thank you, sir. We have a supporter. But, hey,
1: before I let you go, or we let you go, we're going to give you two big
3: whores up.